This is the Genuine Men's Podcast, episode number six, with contributor Rachel Jean Fershaw. Welcome back to the Genuine Men's Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Elliott, and this is episode number six. Today, we're going to be joined by one of our own uh, contributor, Rachel Jean show who hails all the way from the other side of the country in California. Rachel emailed us about a year ago and asked to be a contributor to the magazine. And, you know, ever since her first posts kind of been vital, she's been pretty much vital to the success of Genuine Men's Magazine. She holds two bachelor's degrees, both in public relations and advertising and communication studies. And when she's not contributing to the magazine, she actually runs her own blog. Today, we're going to discuss her recent article, where she talks about moving in with your significant other. Uh, you can check out the article on the magazine by going to www.genuinemensmag.com and clicking our demeanor section. Enjoy the interview. Okay, guys, we're here with Rachel Jean Fershaw. Rachel, welcome to the Genuine Men's Podcast. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Um, doing pretty well. Uh, this is basically the first time we've talked on the phone or talked anywhere. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Rachel lives in California, so she's a few hours behind me. I'm not really sure why we haven't spoken, but this should, should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just with our, with our busy schedule, but, um, I'm glad that we're finally, you know, taking the time. This is great. Uh, why don't you start off by giving the audience just a little quick uh, background about you, obviously where you're from, California, or maybe where you're originally from, you know, what you do professionally and, uh, you know, some other things about you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, I'm not actually from California. Um, I was born and raised in Hawaii um, on the island of Oahu. And um, I I always, <laughs> ever since I was little, I think I wanted to get away and like be part of a bigger city. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, um, when I was younger, I really wanted to like model or act or, you know, do something and make it big. So when I uh, was in high school, I decided to go to college in California. Um, so that's how I ended up here. Um, I went to Chapman university. Um, and I honestly, I went into college thinking that I was going to be some international business major with an acting career, on the side until I like made it in Hollywood. Um, and, uh, that, that, that kind of didn't really pan out. I found out that business <laughs> classes kind of suck and, um, uh, the industry of acting was really cutthroat. So, um, I, I mean, I always knew that I was good at writing. Uh, so once I figured out that that was going to be my pivot, I taught myself how to write a press release and I applied to get into a PR and advertising program in college um, and then after that, it led me down this path of internships and jobs that um, eventually brought me to Ties.com, which is how you and I connected. Yep. Um, yeah. And then I, I was their marketing manager and the editor, uh, the editor in chief of their menswear blog. Um, and I, I, yeah, I mean, I reached out uh, so I could get you know more experience um, writing for menswear, which is you know it's always probably always going to be a passion of mine, um, even though I work at an advertising firm now. So <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because uh, you don't really particularly, I mean, there, there are a few women who uh, do write uh, menswear, but it's, it's, 
you know, when, when we're kind of on the search or when we search for people for the magazine just to write, you know, there's obviously has to be a specific um, connection in terms of just what, how they write, the style, like who they are, who, who, what they're doing kind of outside. And I think like once we, we mm-hmm. kind of uh, connect, when you emailed us and stuff like that, like I read your, your pieces, your articles and stuff like that. And, and I kind of was right off the bat, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And there's been people since then that have, that have sent stuff. And I was just like, uh, you know, I don't really love the way they write and stuff like that. So it's, it's, you know, and, and you even said, uh, you started off as you wanted to be an actress or, um, so, you know, a movie star and stuff like that. And sometimes, uh, sometimes <laughs> it, uh, things don't work out. So glad to have you. Um, you know, I said, um, in the intro and stuff like that, that, you know, you're, you're vital to any success that we actually have. And <laughs> I'm not sure how big that is, but I'm really, it's, I'm really glad to have you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I mean, it's great now that I'm not working in menswear anymore. Um, you know, I still like to, to get as involved as possible. I mean, I'm dating a menswear blogger. I, I go to meetups all the time. You know, that's all I talk about is ties and, <laughs> and, and pocket squares and stuff like oh, that. Geez. So I'm, yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm happy about it. I'm happy we connected. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, let's start off and give the, um, you know, talk about our topic today. You you recently wrote an article on the on the magazine online and uh, about moving in with your significant other and uh, <laughs> kind of what you need to know. Yeah. Um. I I think it was you know a pretty basic problem. Kind of every guy um, goes through or at some at some point in their life they they reach that point where it's a serious relationship or a pretty serious relationship, and um. Uh, so I thought it was kind of vital or even just like a, a good idea for you to come on and just kind of talk to our audience just about you know, talk, actually physically say some of the things that you've, you you actually wrote in the article. So um, what made you kind of want to write about this? Is this, uh, was it something that was on your mind or what kind of made you want to write about this? I've written a couple of different things for Genuine Men's mag- Magazine so far. Um, and some of them are, you know, topics that we've agreed upon and others. Um, I, whenever I get the opportunity, I like to try and incorporate topics that I am literally living through or have experienced in the past, just because it's, it's great uh, to have that clear perspective. Like I don't have to research and be like, what are people asking or what are people discussing? Because I am literally living through those exact same questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this particular case, um, I'm actually moving in with my boyfriend next month. Um, <laughs> and Uh-oh. I, <laughs> and um, and so I figured that, you know, with everything that we're going through right now, like it might it might be, you know, something more universal that a lot of uh, men out there might be, you know, wondering about, you know, how to approach it. It's kind of a sticky situation and it could, you know, be really kind of like an awful snowball effect if you don't handle it uh, properly from the get go. Um you know, I've had I've had an experience in the past, like moving in with a significant other that just wasn't so great. And yeah. I think that it taught me a lot about, you know, the, the the groundwork that you have to lay together before you actually sign a lease, because, you know, that's that's important. That's you set yourself up for failure or for success before you even move in. So um, in the process of all of that, um, all of my conversations with my boyfriend, uh, I decided to, to turn it into an article. So hopefully people can uh, get some use out of it. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's so true. Um, and it seems so scary for guys. Uh, the, the, the thought of being with, 
your your girlfriend or you're being with your significant other, whichever. The idea of living with somebody else and not being, you know, mm-hmm. obviously not being your parents. You you should be obviously way past your parents at this time if you're not, you know, moving with your girlfriend already or something. So, um, but yeah, I just when I read the article, I was like, everything kind of rings true with you know all the mm-hmm. questions that I had when I previously um, had the you know previously had the questions like, oh, am I gonna you know am I gonna enjoy her company all the time? Do I need my own space? So, it, I think you touched upon some of the some of these really good topics, and we're gonna discuss a few of them. But the first topic, obviously, is you know figure out if you're actually ready, which seems like a, a pretty a pretty simple topic, but you know, oh, it's definitely not, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I see, I know about this, uh, really well because the first time that I did this, I was nowhere near ready, you know? And, um, I think it's one of those things where for every couple, the, uh, timeline's different, you know, some people can really click and, and, uh, you know, get like really connected with one another, like after just a couple months or something like that. And that's great. And for other couples, it might take, you know, a year or more than that. Um, so it's not really as much about time, um, as it is about, you know, like the milestones that you've passed. So, um, do you guys know how to resolve fights, you know, like in a healthy way? Have you guys, uh, traveled together? Do you have similar career goals? You know, like you want to make sure that you kind of get each other's flow and that you guys can sort of work well together when you're not going on dates, you know? Kind of like all of the rough patches. If you guys have experienced those and you know how to work through those together and you're compatible, then, you know, it's probably a good indication that you can share a space without driving each other crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, like you said, any big fights, uh, you know, are you, are you keeping any secrets? Things like, like, these are, these are topics that you touch on in the article and it's Mm -hmm. just... Uh, it's, it's really, um, some people think of it as like a time thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I, it's, it's funny cause I, I've only, I've only been with my girlfriend for about three years and we're both, you know, a little bit older, um, maybe about nine months into our relationship, I was already moved in with her mm-hmm. and, and that's just because we, we, we got each other and yeah. we, we understood what the other one wanted, even in, in the relationship. It's not just about, you know, what, what you want in the house or in that home, it's what you want in the overall relationship because you have to look at it as something bigger than just now you're living together. You have to, you know, you have to look at it as we're in the same space together. We have to respect each other's boundaries. We have to, uh, you know, with just a a relationship is work. So you have to, you have to work on things, putting Mm -hmm. the toilet seat down or, you know, making sure there's toilet, making sure there's toilet paper or making sure there's, you know, making sure you, you don't spill anything. Mm -hmm. Like these are some things that, (laughs) you know, if you know your girlfriend or you know your significant other well, you'll know that they, they care about these things, folding the towels, like stuff like that. It may seem insignificant to you and maybe you didn't do it beforehand, but these things eventually they could build up and build up and build uh-huh. up. And that's kind of, you know, and, and even just, they might think that by not doing this, you're either disrespecting them or you're, you're saying that, you know, you don't really care about what, what, um, how much time they spend on you and you, you're not spending it on them. So, I mean, you know, you have to make sure that you're, you're talking and you're discussing about this stuff. So exactly. Um, first, first, first right out of the gate, like, are you ready to move in with them? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And then kind of go, go of that. So, um, the next one is, uh, define your reasons. Um, so, you know, is, this is what 
Yeah. So, I mean, if like once you sort of have the thought in your mind, like you want to live together, you want to move in together, um, it's really important to understand, you know, why, why you're thinking that now is a great time. Um, if, if the reason's stupid, like, oh, I want to save money on rent or like, I hate having to drive to see my girlfriend or my boyfriend every day. Like it's so much work. Like, no, that's, that's not the right reason. You're, if you sign a lease together, it's a huge, huge decision. And the only reason that you should be living together in the first place is if you feel like you're in a good place or you communicate in healthy ways, you don't fight a lot, you're, you guys are pretty compatible. Um, uh, you know, you've probably spent a lot of nights together and you, you have a rhythm together. If you have that, then, I mean, that's great. Then moving in together is probably going to be really fun and a really great experience. But if your reasons are not that, you know, if they're not as complex as that, if it's just for like accessibility to one another, then no, you know, it's not, it's not good enough. It has to be right. Otherwise you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's about accessibility, then it's not really about working on the relationship and, and strengthening the relationship that, that you have started already. And, you know, that's kind of a huge step back because, you're not thinking about things over a, a long uh, stretch of time. Exactly. You're rather you're 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 solving things in the short term, which you know for <laughs> for any guy, you, you any woman usually has long term goals. They're seeing way far ahead, and you're kind of seeing short sighted. So, best thing you can definitely do is make sure you know, define the reasons that you're you think you're ready for this, and then if they don't add up, or if they do add up, then you know make the decisions like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so what about these finances? Um, you know, do you think this is something that you should talk about when you move in with your significant other? I mean, definitely. Like, I think, um, once you decide that you want to live together, I think this should be one of the first conversations after, you know, like the emotional part. Um, it's awkward and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those elephants in the room, but, you have to see where you guys both stand as a unit financially, because if you don't, you're not going to know what you can afford. You're going to have arguments about, you know, your taste in furniture. One of you might want to go to like West Elm Wall. Another one wants to go on Craigslist and you have to have those conversations. Otherwise they're just going to turn into fights. Um, you know, and this isn't about like, you know, joining your bank accounts and having one credit card and like doing all of that. Like, no, you don't have to be that serious, but no. just that you have to communicate about what you guys are comfortable with spending. Otherwise it's going to be sort of like this push pull, you know? Yeah. Um, it, and it's, it doesn't have to be, you know, as, as serious as, you know, having a, a the, the joint bank account or whatever, like you were saying, yeah, no, you, not you know, at all. just, it, it just has to be things like, you know, this week you have the groceries, next week I have the groceries. Exactly. You know, I'll I'll pay this utility, you pay this utility. And it's super, you know, it's it's something that's going to bring you closer together because you're going to be able to rely on that person and you're going to, you know, feel comfortable with asking them, "Hey, you know, I don't have 10 bucks. Can you can I have 10 bucks? I'm just going to go to the corner store and grab a case of beer or something like that or do this." And eventually you build up that trust and and it it strengthens again it strengthens the relationship in terms of you can rely on that person and that person you know is is trusting in you that okay this ten dollars you know necessarily doesn't mean anything because you know i'm helping this per um you know my significant other out so 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, um, it's, it's even before that you have to talk about how, how you're going to save to move in together and, you know, what your actual budget for rent is going to be like, actually right now in this present moment, I'm going through this with my boyfriend and, you know, we had to sit down and we had to say, okay, this is how much I'm going to put aside every paycheck can you, you know, do the same or like, is one of us going to have to help the other out for a little while? Because I'm, I'm actually going to be locked in a lease for a month and a half after we sign ours. So, you know, you have to figure that out. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to be stuck or someone's going to pay more than the other person, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And there, and there's going to be things like, you know, you're going to want to spend money on clothes, Oh hell yeah! go out one night with your girlfriends or something like that. You know, there's, there's ways around, you know, putting your money aside and putting it in, and there's, you know, there's even ways to, to, to set up bank accounts and set up and, you know, maybe we'll have something on that in the future on Genuine's uh, men's magazine. But I think that it's just, yeah, it, it just makes sense just to talk about it, but because by not talking about it, you're just really asking for trouble. Okay. Um, so next one is setting up some ground rules and I'll be the first to admit when, uh, because, uh, I moved actually into my girlfriend's apartment. So it wasn't, I was, it wasn't like I was coming to from, from my apartment. So I moved into her space, which was already kind of, that was her rules. Yeah. So yeah. So her, her aesthetic, her thing, and <laughs> she's got great and she has great, um, taste, uh, visual taste and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, there's been small things here and there, but we've agreed on, but tell the audience a little bit more about, you know, setting the ground rules and, um, expectation versus reality? Yeah, I mean, um, it's, this is something that's, you know, another one of those awkward conversations. But I mean, it's just like if you were to move in with a roommate, you know, you'd probably want to sit down and talk about how you're going to divide up, you know, who's going to clean things, how you're going to get groceries and meals cooked, um, how you're going to invite people over, you know, like, that's a big one. One of you might be an introvert, and one of you might want to have your friends over every Sunday for football or, or um, the bachelor or whatever else, you know, and it's um, you have to discuss, you know, are we just going to invite people over or is it something that we want to, you know, give each other a heads up before you come home expecting to just decompress. And there's like 50 people in your living room. It's uh, you know, everyone's different. Uh, You definitely want to set that up and lay the foundation for those rules early Otherwise, they're going to lead up to fights later on. It's going to keep building up and you're going to get on each other's nerves. And that's totally, totally avoidable if you just talk about it first, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you if you think about kind of all the other ones that we've talked about already, you know, by this at, at this point, you're kind of lean i would say that you're 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 kind of leaning on the sense like all right this could be a good idea and and the setting the ground rules really uh kind of sets the base for again the re- not just the li- moving in together but the relationship because you, you know there are probably are some things already if you've been dating for a while or even if you haven't been dating for a while that you kind of know about the other person mm-hmm. you know if they like their hair like you know they take time to do their hair straight or if they do it curly if it takes them a while to get dressed if it um you know if they're in the bathroom for a while things like that that if they're going to work for you they're going to work for you mm-hmm. and if they're not then you have to either talk about it discuss it or um you know sitting on the couch or something like that <laughs> <laughs> funny thing you know like it's not not to say that my girlfriend's a little bit of a germaphobe, but you know, every time we come back from 
from work or come from the city, she always wants me to wash my hands, like no matter what. First thing, first thing she wants me to wash my hands. And that's, you know, it's not because, you know, she wants to make my life a living hell, which she does in other ways. But, uh, you know, she she just wants me to have clean hands when if we're touching the dogs, if we're touching you know, food and exactly. stuff like that. Because you know, usually by the time we get home from New York City, or from Manhattan, it's around seven o'clock. Um, you know, and, and kind of unwinding for the night, and and sometimes you can just forget to do that. So it's it, you know something like that. If it if that's gonna get on your nerves uh, every time, or you know, then you need to go back to kind of the, why you started a relationship in the first place. So you know, something like that is almost if you look at uh, setting ground loads in the house, you, you have to be able, you have to expect kind of things like that too, you know undoing the, doing the dishwasher, folding the, folding the towels, things like, like things like that are just going to come up naturally in a relationship. And naturally yeah. as you grow up, you're going to have to either accept that or you're going to have to either move on and you're not ready for a relationship. So. Exactly. I mean, I can, I can speak to this a little bit actually in my real life. Um, there, I mean, we've already talked about some, some of the ground rules that we're going to set and some ground rules that we've actually already set in the past year of our relationship. Um, for example, um, we like one, one of the things that we like to do to sort of make our lives a little bit easier and know what to expect from one another is that we take turns uh, just about every other night uh, with cooking. So one person will go to the grocery store and then cook food. And then the other person who's not cooking that night will wash the dishes. And so we sort of like alternate like that, which has kind of worked out for us because we know, you know, who has to go to the grocery store and who, you know, whose responsibility is. And it's, it's become something that we no longer have to talk about because we've set it in stone, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a remembrance by repetition. So it's, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, any time it's un- <laughs> funny thing is my girlfriend always, my girlfriend always washes the dishes no matter what. But the problem is she always washes them and then puts them in the, the dishwasher. And then like when I go open the dishwasher, I'm like, oh, these look all clean. And like she's she like spit shines them completely. So sometimes I have to ask her like, hey, are these done or are these not? And then small things like that will come up. But yeah, I, I have no problems the first time if I get home and she's going to the gym that day or something. Just do the dishwasher real quick. Takes 10 minutes. Put it away. She's going to come home and she's going to open it up and thinking that there's something there or if there's something in the towels like and you know, and, and you fold them and she says, Oh, thank you. And that's going to build a relationship. You know, that's not just going to, uh, it's not going to be one of those things that they don't say, <laughs> believe it or not, guys, women are pretty, uh, they're pretty good to us when they notice things and they'll let you know, Hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that you did this and that's awesome. Thanks so much. Next time they do something for you, make sure, <laughs> make sure you, uh, thank them. So. No, I agree with that. Totally. I mean, like we're not, we don't have, I mean, I don't know about all women, but I mean, I don't have a vendetta when it comes to things like that, but it's, um, you know, if you, if a guy is going to do something nice, um, you know, it, it almost, it's like a, it's almost like a, one of those effects where you just want to keep doing nice things for one another, you know, once you start that, and so, you know, little things like folding the towels and all that stuff, like, that's great. And that almost makes me want to, like, do something even bigger as a thank you, you know? And it's it's just a nicer a nicer mental space to be in yeah. together. Yeah. And so this, the it kind of goes on to the next one, um, mm-hmm. since you're, since you're, if you're home all the time or with each other. So this is more of if you're already kind of together mm-hmm. and you're already kind of moved in, this might be something that you kind of have to consider. And it's go on dates. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is huge. And this one I actually learned, 
um, because I didn't do this enough the first time around when I was living with someone. Um, you, once you move in, like it's not, it doesn't just automatically make the relationship easier. You have to still invest time and pay attention to one another, whether that's, you know, spending one night a week eating at the table together or going to see a movie or going mini golfing or something. Um, whatever the cadence you establish for, for going on dates, like set it and do it, you know, commit one, one night a week or one night a month, um, to just spending time together. And I'm not talking about sitting on the couch after work every day and watching Netflix. I'm talking about actually spending time with one another. Um, it's, it's really, really important to keeping your relationship alive. Otherwise you're just going to get comfortable and it's going to get boring. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the funny thing is, yeah. And again, I want to reiterate that being in a relationship isn't always easy. It's, you know, this, this goes to show you that like, you know, sometimes it's not going to be as easy as, you know, Oh, well we live together. We can hang out all, we can hang out and do whatever you want. No, you know, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, maybe I was doing something for the, you know, for the magazine or if I was doing something uh, for, for maybe a design assignment or something like that, that I was doing that, um, you know, my significant other, my girlfriend said, you know, I need you to, you know, I want to, I want to talk. You've been on that thing all the whole time. And it really puts, it really puts it in perspective and it really puts it into your vision that they need, they need you, you know, that significant other needs you and it needs a little uh, intimacy or it needs a little bit of a, uh, your time. Um, so, you know, what I, what I generally do is, you know, when she gets home, if we're having, obviously if we're having dinner and from there, we'll both ask each other and how each other's day was, yeah. we'll talk about something. Well, you know, we'll talk about some things and then after dinner, we'll, you know, we actually started just playing, uh, you know, 500 rummy because it not, because it not only just engages you in like the mental yeah. aspect and like the competitive aspect with your significant other, but it also like you can have conversations about things you can, you know, get, like I said, get competitive with one another. Mm -hmm. it, it just like, it's something super easy that, you know, a deck of cards is like $3 and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always have to be super complex going out, you know, setting up these dinners or meeting up for drinks. That stuff can get expensive, you know, doing that all the time, and, and, which I understand if, if you're living together and you guys are on a budget, it's going to, it's, mm -hmm. it takes time and it takes, but you just got to be creative. You know, you, you just have to, uh, Try, you know, look up some things, uh, you know, play Twister or something, play a board game, yeah. things like that are just, the, you know, the competitive nature really can can drive a, a relationship uh, to a better place. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be tough. Um, you're right. Like it can be as simple as like playing a card game like once a week or something like that. Um, I actually I had this discussion with my boyfriend, too, and we came across um some of these like subscription boxes uh, that sends you a date that you can do at home with your significant other once a month. Oh, really? And it gives That's you interesting. it gives you everything to set up the date: um, a recipe, uh, candles, or mugs and paint. If you're going to paint some mugs, like it gives it literally gives you everything. And I I I honestly think that we're going to subscribe as soon as we move in. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You yeah. want to? We'll give them a plug. What's the, what's the name of it? Oh, you know I it? think I think it's called Love Coops. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, like love coupons. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That that's that's cool. You know what? I, I it's funny. Um, when I first moved in, or maybe like six months or 
maybe a year into like when we were living together, I was like, you know what we should do? We should take, because uh, I saw it on Pinterest, I think. And it was like, you take a bunch of wooden popsicles. On each one, you write like a different thing. So like one would be like, go dancing. One would be like comedy club. The other one would be like, uh, you know, play cards or, you know, go to the drive-in movie theater or something. And like every weekend you'd go and, um, and pick and, you know, pick one out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, every other weekend, whatever, however your schedule is, and you just randomly draw one and see what, um, what, you know, what, what you do. And I think that, that keeps a, a, a sense of spontaneity and it keeps yeah. a sense of, uh, like new and refreshing in the relationship. Like to go and do something that maybe one or the other one didn't really want to do, like, doesn't really matter. Like just go and do it and you'll find ways to have fun and you'll find ways to connect. Exactly. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about like spending time with one another, whether that means doing something that she really enjoys one week and doing something that you have wanted to do, you know, you know, it's just, it's, it's about that balance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're on our last one and this is about avoiding and shutting out everybody else. And, yeah. uh, this is, this could be a problem because like the last one we said, it's, you know, you want to go out and you want to go do something and you want to be active and, you know, shutting, you know, not even just shutting the other one out or just sh- shutting, you know, everybody out, people in your family, people in your circle of friends. How, how can we get past something like that? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it all comes, comes down to that reason, uh, reasoning for why you want to move in together in the first place, you know, um, you don't want to move in with someone and then just have that be your end all be all world. You want to make sure that you're still doing everything that makes you happy, whether it's spending time with your friends or going to the gym or whatever it is. Like you can't just um, sequester yourself in a bubble with one another and suffocate yourselves with each other's time because that's just not going to work. And I know this because when I was younger and probably stupider, I, I thought that, you know, just shutting out the world and just like spending one-on-one time together all the time was what was going to make a relationship grow. And it does the exact opposite. It's, it's like, it's really destructive when you, when you don't incorporate the things that made you, you without your significant other, like you have to find a balance even when you're living together, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, like I mentioned before, like me and my girlfriend might have complete opposite I could, you know, go run a marathon and stuff like that. She, she would rather go and have like, uh, you know, go to a great restaurant and have like a great meal. There are things that, you know, we enjoy doing together in that sense. And mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever had this problem from the beginning, just uh, shutting out because she is so uh, family oriented. And, you know, guys, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, guys don't really show a lot of emo- show a lot of emotion or you know sometimes aren't as close with their mothers or their their grandmothers as as women are so my girlfriend always is always uh telling me to call my mother you know whether if it's been a week if it's been a week you know because you know sometimes she just feels like I'm shutting shutting my family not not my family like shutting them out but you know not not communicating with them a little bit and you know that's not what sh- how she was brought up and it, it's it's interesting cuz you I was never someone to, you know, I always thought that once you kind of go off and your brothers and sisters, I have brothers and sisters, I'm not sure about you, do you? No. 
Okay. So once you have brothers and sisters and stuff like that, you come together like once or, tw- you know, twice a year, but you don't really stay in touch and things on a daily basis. And I was never taught like that. I just kind of, I just kind of said, oh, you know, like they have their own lives. They can go and do, you know, what they have to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, my girlfriend's completely opposite. You know, she calls her grandmother every day. Her grandmother's like 94. Like her grandmother talks to her grandmother every day, talks to her mother almost every day through email. So it's like you have two different two different like uh, people who you know can teach uh, one can teach the other or one can show the other that shutting and shutting people out or you know keeping things you know all just like at your at your ho- at your home isn't isn't necessarily the right thing exactly and that's 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 what it should be about is that balance between like who you are and who you are together and you know like what what you teach each other when you're living together that's that's what it should be about it shouldn't be struggle it should be a nice uh next step for a relationship yeah mm-hmm. and and you and so you're you're taking that next step uh when do you uh when are you guys starting to move in together uh april 29th i am counting down the days <laughs> but our lease is up in a couple of uh weeks in may or june and um uh, I mean, we we spend almost every night together anyway. Um, I'm really excited about it, and he is too, which is making me even more excited. Um, you know, we have a Pinterest board with like all of the furniture we want. Um, we, uh, oh yeah, yeah. The 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 dreamers Pinterest board. I can yeah. We have <laughs> we totally have a Pinterest board, but it's more of houses now because we're kind of she's already on that next thing. So you know, this might just be moving oh, in with your significant other, but. Stay tuned. There'll be another one moving into a house soon. Oh yeah, that's the even even bigger step afterwards. <laughs> Is it more? What what's your guys' style? Um, we uh, we are thinking of decorating our new apartment in like a very minimalist ish way. I guess you could say everything on our Pinterest board is like black, white, wood, simple. Um, you know, like planters with like succulents everywhere um books i mean i mean it's like it's really funny because we both have sort of an eye for aesthetics um we're both bloggers we're both content marketers you know we we definitely want our place to look good so we can take pictures of it you know (laughs) yeah absolutely right (laughs) there's nothing better than taking pictures of your beautiful apartment just so you can look at them and be like damn i live in an awesome place that's exactly why I'm so excited. The place that we found is beautiful. So I, I, I where is it located? Um, it's in Long Beach, and it's right by the ocean. Jesus. Yeah. What's What's it like <laughs> living out there in California? Um, I, you really, it, it, I can't complain. Like it's, it's warm. Um, you know, everywhere on the West Coast, like in LA and Orange County, where I currently live, is um you know, within a 30 minute drive to the beach. Um, you know, the coldest it gets is maybe in the forties. I can hike in the snow and then be at the beach for sunset. Um, I love it. I've been here for six years now and I, I don't see myself moving anytime soon. We're in New York and my girlfriend said she would never move, but, um, if I had to move somewhere, I would definitely just move to the other, the other side of the country just because of the weather. Cause you know, I, I really, and that's, yeah, and that's funny because the only other place I'd move in this country is probably New York. Be New York. Uh-huh, yep. geez, yeah. 
Well, it's funny. Once, <laughs> once you, once you're in New York, it's like every place else is like really boring because like yeah. New York is just like, so just like reach your arm out and you're doing something different. So. Yeah. I love New York for that reason. So we actually, we're actually moving into an apartment that's kind of like that. We can walk to almost everything we need. Um, you know, there's a bar like next door, there's a coffee shop in the lobby. It kind of feels like, you know, the apartment living that you get in like Brooklyn or Manhattan. So we're pretty excited. Yeah, unfortunately, we're in, I, I'm out all the way out in Queens, but it's it's good. Yeah, I, I love it. I love enough. over here, and you know, we have a couple dogs and stuff like that. So the more space, you know, in the next year or two, the better. So, all right, um, we just have one question, and I usually ask this to all the guests that I have. So I I want to hear uh, your your uh, answer for this one. So uh, at genuine, we pride ourselves on being authentic and true to ourselves. It might be spending time with family, holding a door open for someone, or having just impeccable manners. What is your definition of someone who is genuine? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's funny because I was actually in the process of um, revising a portfolio for my blog the other day, um, and I was trying to put into words what my blog was all about. And the idea of being genuine came up, um, because I feel like a lot of people in this industry have an impression of blogging and being this online persona, like you're supposed to be perfect and beautiful and like on, on your A game all the time, but that's, you know, that's, that's not real. And, and that's, and that's not me. Um, so to me being genuine and reminding myself about that when it comes to my blog and who I am, um, it's, it's about figuring out ways to, it's about knowing your worth and figuring out ways to express your worth and your opinions and your ideas and what you, what you, what you like um, with the world in a positive way. Um, I think it's also about learning how to navigate things uh, in the sense of your blog and mine, um, you know, how to navigate things like personal style and manners. Um, and in this case, relationships in a way that works um, in a way that works for you and for other people. Mm-hmm. Um I think, I mean, I think everyone should constantly work at trying to be the best versions of themselves um, and not just being what everyone else wants you to be, but, you know, um, just finding ways to just keep improving yourself. Mm. You know, that's that's something that I've always tried to live for both in my real life and online. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, abs- no, absolutely. Um yeah, I just I, I that was well said. I think that yeah, you if you're not I always look at it as if you're not learning from one of your mistakes, you're not learning from something that you've done in the past that either didn't turn out well or, you know, didn't turn out the way you wanted it, then I don't think you're really growing as a person. Exactly. And uh and you know, just uh, I think the idea of being a genuine person means that you can admit when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, and you can laugh, you know, laugh when things are funny. And you can, you know, be emotional when things are emotional. Like you don't have any fear of showing who you really are um, at any moment. So I think that was well said by you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, this was an absolute pleasure. Um, Is there anything you you'd mentioned your blog? Did you want to promote that? Um, What was the? I I I know I know what it is, but I'd rather you uh, tell the audience what it is. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so you can find me at rachelofduty.com. Um, so that's my blog. And then on Instagram, um, I am at rachelofduty. 
R-A-C-H-E-L. Um, I, I'm, I'm just kind of getting back into blogging for myself. I've been doing it a lot for companies. So now I'm starting to hone it back into myself and write about me for once, which is really nice. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally open to like feedback, comments, collaborations, anything like that. So, um, it would be great if you guys could check it out and hit me up. (laughs) Well, absolutely. Um, I really want to get you back on this again. Uh, when, when, so, you know, whenever we can get you back on here, that would be really awesome because you're, just, you're just so well-spoken and I think our audience really can learn something from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Uh, I'll definitely, you know, uh, we'll have to get one of these, uh, woman's perspective articles on here again. I think that's, uh, you know, that'll, that, that's something really unique for Genuine Men's Magazine. So we can totally talk about that whenever you want. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate everything. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> this was great. All right. Have a good time. Thank you. All right, bye. Okay, well, that was our interview with Genuine Men's Magazine contributor, Rachel Jean Frischel. I hope you guys enjoyed her perspective, and you go take some time and look at her articles on the magazine. You can also visit her personal blog at racheloffduty.com. Today's podcast episode was sponsored by CORE. CORE aims to build the best men's performance apparel on the planet. With their team of experienced athletes and product fanatics, they hope to imprint their values of honesty, integrity, and strength into their performance apparel. Go to corekit.com and enter code GENUINE20 to get 20% off your order. Find the perfect apparel for any active lifestyle at corekit.com. That's Q-O-R kit.com. If you have any questions for Rachel, you can check out Genuine Men's Magazine website and email us at info at genuinemensmag.com and just address it to Rachel. As always, if you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, or please leave a review on iTunes. Any feedback you can give us is a big help. For the Genuine Men's Podcast, I'm your host, Stephen Elliott, saying so long.